Welcome to Uncut, the podcast for makers. This is episode 10 and we have a special guest with us here. We're going to be speaking to our special guest in a minute, but first of all, ladies, how are you? Atia and Alice, I'm going to start with you, Atia. How are you? How have you been? I've been fine, actually. I um, decided to go and visit my parents, um, who I haven't seen since March, so it's been a pretty oh, wow. long time, because they live in, in Manchester. So just as I was about to go and see them, the Manchester lockdown started. Um, and then just as I again decided I was going to see them the rule of six came in and obviously yeah, we're a family of five so um, it was a, me and my sister were debating which of us should go down and in the end we kind of concluded that because there's four of them and five of us it's be- better if I go now because then she okay. might be able to go later on but um, mm. it does make it a bit complicated so um, it was really nice to just see everybody after a, a really long time Oh, yeah they're fine they're, my, my dad's a driving instructor and he's he's really got back into his work I and mean, he, he's a bit of a workaholic anyway he's got mm. two jobs mm. so um yeah he's he's well we were there I think he did six lessons on the weekend oh wow <laughs> he's like sorry it's short notice yeah. not see you since March <laughs> but you know because <laughs> yeah. he'd already booked tests for them and he's like he's so he's like not really there but um we kind of caught him in between his lessons so it's all nice. oh, that's good oh and you Alice yeah. how are you yeah I'm good thank you yeah I've gone um I've gone like DIY mode on the house now <laughs> which is so fun yeah so I had I had like a five minute window before we started recording so I went and filled some holes um, <laughs> in, in the walls. Uh, but yeah it's so fun it's really cool like trying different handy crafts and stuff so I've done I've upcycled some furniture I think I mentioned before I've gone a bit wild on Facebook Marketplace, oh, and I've got okay. loads and loads. We've got twelve chairs at the moment. Oh, wow. <laughs> Alice, <laughs> like dining chairs. We don't need twelve. You're dining. only allowed six people at the moment, so you definitely don't need twelve <laughs> chairs. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So some are going to have to go, but they're looking beautiful. I'm, mm. I'm upcycling them all, so it's really, really mm. fun. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Oh. Well, we've got a special, special guest today, and in. With us today is Elisa Lex, and she's the founder of By Hand London, and uh, we are really, really excited to have you here with us. Hi, Elisa Lex. <laughs> Hi, ladies. How are Hi. you all? Hi. Yeah, thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. We're so excited that you're with us today, and I'm sure lots of our listeners are excited to have you as well. Um, how, have you, how have you been? How's lockdown been for you? Wow. I mean, is it is it kind of crazy to say that lockdown already feels like a lifetime ago in a way? Yeah, <laughs> um, I think time has just been knocked off kilter this year, hasn't it? So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it's been I mean, to be honest, I absolutely can't complain. It's been lockdown itself was totally fine. I uh, my uh, my dad lives in the country, so I basically got out of London amazingly very luckily with my son um, as soon as they announced the school closures so we basically spent three months in the countryside which was something I probably would never have done otherwise and it was really lovely and it was really great to spend some proper quality time with that side of my family even though obviously I missed all my other side of the family and everybody else that I didn't get to see um, like everybody else Um, but yeah but then you know then I came back and uh, I moved house over the summer, which has been a lot to take on. Alice, I totally congratulate you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Thank you. 
Um, so yes, yeah, so I spent all of the summer moving house, uh, DIYing, painting, unpacking boxes, still haven't finished unpacking boxes. Mm. And, um, oh. and my son just got a secondary school, which is major oh, and wow. um, really amazing, a big step. So it feels like, I don't know, it feels like a whole new chapter of life has just yeah. begun. So much going on. So much going on. It's, it's actually nice in some ways that your son's starting like now because they're kind of in their own bubble with their year group, aren't they? So I guess yeah. you're not exposed to lots of like massive sort of sixth forms. And I don't know what it's like. Mm. In your, your well, school. I mean, it's quite, it's quite a kind of average size school, I suppose. They've got about 120 kids in each year group, um, but they mm. have to, they wear masks when they're walking around the corridors and when they're in public spaces they get to take their masks off when they're in lessons and when they're eating lunch and stuff but I think mm-hmm. especially because he's like a first year now so they kind of keep to themselves and they've mm-hmm. made their little you know small cluster of friends and they're kind of you know feeling their way around and mm-hmm. learning the ropes and getting used to being uh you know bottom of the bottom of the food chain mm-hmm. wow <laughs> Okay, so for today's episode, we're going to be having a chat about sizing. I know a lot of our audience are crafters. We have people who knit, we have people who crochet, and people who create clothes. So today's focus is going to be on the clothing side of crafting. And um, with your company, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) company, we were so impressed when your new pattern came out it's um, a tanzan sewing pattern isn't it and um, includes uh i think it it has more it has more um cup sizes now doesn't it well it has it basically has a new size band so while our original size band was drafted to and i guess we'll probably go into this because i think it's quite important to really clarify the whole dressmaker's cup sizes thing because a lot of people um, get it confused with bra cup sizes but anyway we'll get to that in a second Um, but yeah so our original sizing band was sizes UK 6 to 24 and it was in the dressmaker's b cup which is a basically a fairly standard high street set of proportions what you'd find on the high street shops Mm. Um, and then the new size band we did from sizes UK 16 to 30 Um, but because obviously proportions change as you go larger or smaller we Mm. decided to um, draft that draft up our base size basically which is a size 22 for that sizing band with a different shape with a different body shape in mind so yeah so I teach bodice fitting classes and I've been doing this for quite a few years now and one of the shapes that I see most commonly at the kind of larger end of our original size spectrum is that of a shape with quite large breasts, um, a kind of rounded tummy and um, smaller shoulders. So that was the size that we kind of saw most frequently. So we decided to base our new size block on that set of proportions, basically that shape. Oh. And then perfectly, amazingly, the our, our incredible pattern maker, Jackie, um, who's an absolute godsend. I love her to pieces. Shout out to Jackie, by the way. <laughs> um, she, her, basically, when we discussed this whole branching into a new size band, and I was talking to her about the kind of proportion that I'd like to, um, that I'd like to pursue with this new sizing options, um, we compared what I was hoping for with her existing size 22 stand. And it was basically spot on. It was the same kind of shape. So I took that as a great sign to kind of carry on with that down that instinct, that that road of instinct essentially. And um, yeah, so that's, so we basically have two size bands now and the larger size band is sizes UK 16 to 34 and it has a dressmaker's D cup, 
which means that the high bust measurement is four inches smaller than the full bust oh. measurement. Um, yeah. So, oh, so is that about A, B, C, D is the number one, two, three, four inches difference? Yes. Exactly. Oh. So basically with bra sizes, it's all because I also used to work in a very, very high end, sexy lingerie shop when I was younger. Oh, <laughs> Mark and Spencer? <laughs> Myla, actually. <laughs> Remember the, uh, I don't know how, how, uh, what age appropriate this podcast is but do you remember the pearl thongs oh my <laughs> gosh yeah <laughs> i used wow. to sell those oh, wow uh many moons ago um anyway so the the way that you measure bras is that you look at the relationship between the full bust measurement and the under bust measurement uh whereas with dressmaking you look at the relationship between the high bust measurement and the full bust and that's because when you're altering clothes the bit that's actually the trickiest to fit are the shoulders and the kind of mm. the upper chest. Yeah. Uh, the rest is actually really straightforward. Bust adjustments mm. are very straightforward. Um, you waist know, waist, yeah. all of that lengthening, shortening. It's really when you get to the kind of high bust, mm. chest, shoulders, upper back area, that's the bit that people really, really struggle with the most. So mm. if, if you can identify um, what your dressmaker's cup size is, mm then you'll have a much easier time actually altering, choosing the right size mm. to start with and altering your pattern from there. Jeez, that's so... Yeah. See, when you are just a crafter at home, you know, purchasing sewing patterns and just creating clothes for yourself, you don't really think about the technical aspects of things. And, and have you had any sort of um, feedback from the change, changes you've made from like testers or anything? Yeah, we've had loads of feedback. I mean, it's mostly been wonderful, which is great. Um, and but obviously, people, you know, you, you, the the kind of two or three negative feedbacks are the ones that always stick in your mind. Yeah. Um, but actually, to be honest, the the only negative feedback we've had have been people who were wanting us to do every cup size. Mm. Um, and that's so that's basically it so we haven't had any negative feedback in terms of the way the new size band fits that's all been really positive mm. um, and all the tester versions look fantastic and the shoot looked incredible um, I'm always super nervous before the shoot because I often and especially now with COVID I wasn't able to fit the models before we actually you know did the final samples mm. So I kind of just had to like, I had to like get them to kind of send me their measurements, check their measurements on Zoom so I could be really kind of, you know, anal wow. about it and, um, and then and just kind of hope for the best. And yeah. they fit great, which was amazing, which is a real relief. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the only negative feedback has just been people wanting all the cup sizes. So, you know, wanting to have a through to D or potentially more as well. And, um, and also some people saying, well, if you've gone, to a bigger size band why can't you go smaller as well uh you know that kind of stuff just mm. just you know, just, pe just people wanting more options more. Essentially, which i totally understand have mm. you so you've done it for the this new size ranges on the tamsin dress that's right and oh, so yeah so basically we've um before we released the tamsin dress we also released an update to the anna dress which we released you know which we've had in our library for for years almost since the beginning and so with the first um the first extended sizing pattern that we released was the anna mm -hmm. um then we released tamsin in both size bands and the plan basically is that with every new pattern that we release it will come in both sizes both size mm -hmm. bands and and then as we're kind of going along we're also going to be going back and and redrafting mm -hmm. and reworking um 
our older patterns basically mm -hmm. based on popularity. So we've already got, we've got the hand addresses coming next. Um, that's just been graded and we'll hopefully be going off to testers very soon. Um, and then, and we've just had the Romana coat back. I saw my pattern cutter today and she oh. just brought back the Romana with the, in the new size band and also with a new, oh, I feel like I just give away all my secrets all the time. But, <laughs> uh, no, the Romana, well, the Romana coat is going to have a little extra variation. Let's okay. just put it that way. Yeah. I don't know whether it's going to be an expansion pack or whether it's just going to be part of the update. Yeah. Um, but it's we'll be watching. Yeah, yeah. exciting. <laughs> so that's basically that's the plan, and um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, so, what an exciting to see. Yeah. I mean, how much um, work is it to grade pants? I don't know anything about pattern cutting, but I assume. I mean, is there like a technical way that you change, you know, from one size to the next? Yes. Time? It's a highly, highly technical process and I definitely do not do it. Okay. <laughs> um, we have, there are companies that do professional grading um, for, you know, for patent cutters for the, for the fashion industry. And we use a company called Gradeline in the north of London. Mm. Um, and they basically, they will take, we'll send them our master pattern. So we'll send them our, our kind of sample pattern in the base size. Um, so for the, for the, smaller size range that's usually a size 10 I usually just make the samples in a size that fits me closest basically mm. so I get to keep the samples um, <laughs> and then the 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 d cup size range we have our base size as a size 22 and uh, they then take those base sizes and they grade them up and down according to mathematical formula and mm very complicated things like that that I really don't um I mean I can I could definitely there are there are ways that you can manually grade patterns um up or down like you know three or four two three sizes I guess mm. um without them becoming distorted uh and there are loads of great tutorials on YouTube for that but um but actual kind of grading for sewing patterns or for the fashion industry has to be done um professionally yeah I remember when that whole controversy um kind of came to light and uh, it was really new to me because obviously you know being sort of fortunate to be sort of in a I mean apart from having to make adjustments for sort of length or height um you know I could fit into a standard size range more or less with some adjustments so I didn't actually even realize what a you know sort of huge problem it was for so many people so um I know that it kind of you know I think it was quite difficult for pattern designers to kind of meet that demand initially but um, I, mean, I think it has made the sewing world a bit more inclusive to to have realised what an impact it has on other people. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. These things need to explode in order for people to really take notice. And, uh, you know, I mean, I was saying just briefly earlier, you know, it's hard for me to, at the beginning, obviously, you know, you're kind of going into this new industry, this new, you know, kind of not well, career I don't think I can really call it a career but you know you're starting up this new business and and again like you Atia I'm I generally fit into standard sizing as well obviously I have to make certain adjustments everybody does um but you don't you don't approach it with the mindset of somebody who's never been able to find clothes or sewing patterns that fit them mm. and and so you take it for granted um but so it takes you know people kind of shouting saying hey guys you know what about all of us and uh, I think it was really important and it really was a big wake up call for a lot of us. Mm. Um, but that can only be a good thing, you know, it's yeah. onwards and upwards and 
you know, it's an ever evolving, it's an ever evolving industry. And I, I see my business like myself as a person, it's all ever evolving. It's all, there's always room for improvement. There's always room yeah. for growth yeah. and there's always room for, you know, learning from feedback. And, yeah. you know, I mean, ultimately what I'm doing is I'm creating something for other people. So I need mm. to be listening to listening. other people to know yeah. what, you know, to know mm. what they really want. Yeah. Um, you know but the, but also I will just I will say that you know kind of touching back on what I said earlier about how the only negative feedback that we've had since releasing the new size band is that people have wanted some people have wanted more cup sizes you know to kind of have all of the cup sizes represented and the reason that we didn't do that is because ultimately it's a huge 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 amount of extra work to do all of the cup sizes yeah. when the fact is is that everyone should learn how to fit patterns, basically. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's, I really think it's not, I don't think it's talked about enough, you know, I think mm. it's one thing to learn how to sew, but if you're only going to learn how to sew and then leave it there, you're essentially just sewing clothes that are the same proportion as high street clothes that don't mm -hmm. fit. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. that's a really good point, actually. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, part of what's so liberating with being able to make your own clothes is that you can adapt the pattern to fit mm. your proportion so I know I always have to add in around four I have to add about four centimeters to the bodice length I just have such mm. a long torso mm. yeah mm. and that's a brilliant thing I can finally wear dresses that actually sit on my waist where they're meant mm. to rather than halfway up under mm. my yeah. boobs mm. yeah <laughs> I mean it's just it's the fact of life you know nobody I don't know anyone that can just make any and obviously every single pattern designer works from a slightly different block as well so mm. you might be lucky enough to fit bang into one pattern designers patterns you know their block but then you're not going to fit into anybody else's so I think it's I really I really believe that learning how to alter patterns should go hand in hand with learning how to sew clothes it's it's part and parcel it's one and the same thing mm. um, and it's not that hard you know it's it's daunting mm. definitely mm. but mm. it's incredibly satisfying it's even more rewarding in a way than being able to sew clothes. Mm. Mm. You know, what, what would you suggest as a resource, to, you know, for someone who did want to learn? Oh, millions of resources. I mean, I would say, first of all, um, to get the Palmer Pletch uh, fitting book. It used to be called Fit for Real People and they updated it and I don't have it handy. So I don't remember exactly what it's called, but I can, mm -hmm. I'll let you both know so you can include it in the show notes. You um, also have, um, you've got an ebook, a fitting ebook as well, a buy hand London okay. one. Sorry. Yes. That one first. <laughs> I've got it and it's absolutely, it's really, really in depth and I, I found it useful. I found it really, really useful. So if if you if you want to um, do any sort of adjustments to um, your basic sewing patterns or any patterns you've purchased, I think that book is one to um, um, you know tap into. It's on the Buy Hand London website. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out, I'm not very good at self promotion. Yeah. Um, and actually, we we've got big plans to do a, a sleeve fitting, sleeve and armhole fitting companion yeah. to yeah. go with it. Yeah, I actually would really, I really need that actually because I always get a bit stuck on the the armhole bit. Um, so to the point where sometimes I get a bit put off, you know, wrapping yeah. a new pattern you know, or making a new pattern. I think, you know, if it's awkward, then I'm not going to wear it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll look out for that one. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. Well, slight change of topic. I was going to ask you a question. Okay, we were speaking to Joy last week about um, um, turning your passion into a business. And we know that you love to create clothes for yourself and you do it as a business as well for um, other people. But um, how do you not get um bored of like creating clothes 
if that makes sense. But I do you... don't think I will ever get bored of mm. sewing clothes for mm. myself. Mm. I mean, it's that in that element of it is. I think. I think the. I think the sewing for myself comes out of a place of of uh, of greed and of wanting. You know, <laughs> wanting to. I mean, uh, not. Consu- I mean, I, I it's essentially consume, I suppose, but wanting to be surrounded by beautiful things that mm. I've made, I've created, mm. and wear those things that express myself, you know, inside on the outside. Um, and then the work side of it is more a desire to teach and to hopefully inspire and to show yeah. other people how great it is, basically. Yeah. So I don't think I do separate work from my personal life that well but I don't think it really matters in this case because it's it all kind of it you enjoy it out of each other really nicely and yeah. and the great thing about being about running your own business I think regardless of what industry it is there are so many facets to it you know that there's obviously mm. the creative element which I love and comes naturally but then there's all the other stuff all the the businessy stuff and the marketing stuff and the stra- strategic stuff which mm. like stretches me uh you know stretches a different part of my brain that I wouldn't use in my day-to-day life so mm-hmm. can you um can you tell us a little bit about how you started the company and what you were doing at the time and stuff um yeah it's uh, so I started the company um with an old school friend of mine Charlotte Hinson um and we she basically had I I was oh, okay it's quite a long story I'll try and condense it really quickly <laughs> uh, backstory I studied shoemaking I was a shoe designer for about 4 years after I left college um I hated the fashion industry um I then had uh, my son when I was 24 and so kind of trying to juggle running a fashion label with being a stay at home mom and in the middle of a divorce as well was just all a bit too much mm-hmm. and so I decided to um kind of take a step back from the the label and kind of draw a line underneath that so I mm-hmm. spent about 6 months just just with the complete carte blanche to do what I wanted and to spend time with my son and just to kind of chill. Mm-hmm. And I found that time that I was just sewing all the time. I was sewing and I was making because that's what I was, that was always my hobby since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just developing that. And then a call from Charlotte came along who wanted to ask my advice on some stuff. Um, turns out she had been wanting to start her own business and was really interested in the marriage of kind of old, um, old time crafts and analog hobbies married to the digital social media blogs, internet, that kind of whole thing. And that was, that was basically it. We had, you know, five coffees and (gasps) practically did our first business plan right there and then in the coffee shop. And that's how it all started. Oh, amazing. We, we love um, we love By Hand London and um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners do love your work as well. I've got Ohana dress. I just yeah, made... and your Ohana dress is so beautiful. It's incredible. And Alice, right right now, you can't see this, but um, <laughs> Alice is right now, she's wearing the... Which one are you wearing, Alice? Flora. Oh. <laughs> it's one of my favourites. Yeah. yeah, I love a Flora. Very hackable. Yeah. Mm. Very, infinitely yeah. hackable, infinitely mm. hackable. We've got, well, I mean, speaking of Hannah and Flora, we've got some exciting things on the horizon with those as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah, more to come. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks so, so much for um, coming along and chatting with us about sizing. Um, is there, where can people find you on social media these days? <laughs> so uh, we're on Instagram at By Hand London. 
Um, and I also do a lot of uh, sewing stuff and other things and tips and stuff on my personal Instagram, which is just at Elisalex. And our blog and our website and all our patterns can be found at byhandlondon.com. And uh, yeah, there's loads of great stuff on the blog there. We've got loads of tutorials, loads of sew-alongs, loads of pattern hack things and uh, and we've got a great new series as well the creators collaborative with uh where we basically have guest bloggers that are um you know writing about all sorts of amazing and creative and inspiring stuff so that's mm-hmm. definitely one to check out as well that, that blog's brilliant actually like really mm-hmm. in-depth posts it's not just kind of i love the fabric and i love the pattern it's really mm-hmm. valuable reading mm-hmm. i found it's really yeah yeah thank you i i totally i mean i totally agree with you i've been completely blown away by um by the ladies that we've worked with so far and i i look i mean we do it once a month at the moment i'd love to be able to do it more regularly i mean my dream is to be able to do a kind of regular once a week feature mm-hmm. but um you know when we're making more money we'll be able to do that mm-hmm. um but yeah i look forward to them every single month they're always such a good read so thank you very much Elise Alex for joining us today and um, you've been listening to myself Atia and Alice and this is Uncut the podcast for makers Um, we hope you enjoy the rest of your day and take care all the very best bye everyone Bye. bye bye